Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The length, while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. Prost is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about Prost, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. The Penile Rehabilitation Program was created by Melissa at Restorative Sexual Health. This is an online program to assist turning software into hardware without leaving your home. This program was designed for people who live in areas where access to health professionals in this area is not available, or for those who are just too busy to attend consults, or even for those who just feel more comfortable learning at home with online learning and consultations online. For more information about this program, please go to www.rshealth.com.au. Prost means cheers to your health, so Prost to you. November 11, 11 a.m., 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars, we remember and want... Hello, Penis Project podcasters. Welcome to this week's episode. So we got really great feedback from episode 78 where I shared some questions that people asked me that attended a webinar I had done a couple of months ago. And then a couple of weeks ago, I did another webinar And we had a lot of other fantastic questions. So I thought today we would give you the answers to these people's questions again because um, we seem to learn a lot. People enjoyed it and there was a lot of things asked that we haven't covered before on The Penis Project. So I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Thanks. Bye. And I'm just going to go straight to the Q&As. So... One guy asked me if I had a chance to look at the research by Eddie by Giddy and no, I haven't, Clyde, but I am going away. I'm having a week off next week and so I, it's on my list with a couple of other things I really want to check out. Um, and this gentleman also said that four years post-op, he can get 50% erections and he'd like um, Eddie by Giddy to help attain closer to 100%. So honestly don't know the answer to that yet, Clyde, but I'm going to write that down and when I've watched his video, I'll have a look and I'll tell you. I've got your email address, so I'll get back to you about that. Just writing that down. Is it too late at five years post-op? So if you're five years post-op, it's not too late uh, to get your penis healthy again, to get rid of some of the... um, like to improve your penile size and your length and things like that. Um, But it probably is unrealistic to think that you're going to get back to spontaneous function again. But certainly you can get an erection again. So we can certainly teach you how to get an erection either using a pump or an injection. 
Um, or I would even encourage at that stage, if you're still not getting erections, to think about getting an implant. But you need to do the rehabilitation first because you need to get your penis in really healthy form to have an implant as well. Uh, next question is, severed nerves from the prostate removal leading to erectile dysfunction, do the nerves ever reconnect or restore erections? So they, yes, they often do reconnect and they regenerate, but the time frame for that is two years. So I have seen men in the past that have got their erections back and we've just interviewed someone who's coming on the podcast in a few weeks who got his erections back after three and a half years. But that's not common and I don't want people to have false hope. So if after two years you haven't got your spontaneous erection back, even with a penile rehabilitation program, then you need to accept that you're probably not going to get it and you need to keep your penis healthy for the rest of its life and you need to find a workaround to get your erection, such as injections or using a pump with a ring or getting an implant. Um, but, you know, as, as scary as injections sound, Many, many men use them very well. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll find that out. And I think um, there's definitely workarounds. And the trick here is to keep your penis healthy and not give up. Another person has said, had spinal surgery and that affected him by giving him ED. That's really common because any surgery that is in the um, pelvis, you know, or in the spine can affect your erectile dysfunction because all the nerves come off there. And um, I do actually see a lot of men who have got erectile dysfunction after spinal surgery, and it's exactly the same. The penile rehabilitation is the same. It's all the same about keeping your penis healthy and getting it to work again. With a spinal injury, you're very unlikely to get them back naturally, but you can keep your penis healthy and you can get it to work again with assistance. Someone in the chat has put in that they had a TERF in February 21 and it resulted in retrograde ejaculation, even though his erection is quite good. I noticed that the profile of my penis is slightly changed and it's slightly arched. Not sure what caused the retrograde and is it permanent? Um, a pelvic physiotherapist advised me to contact you. So the reason you get retrograde ejaculation after um, a TERP, and you can also get it from having a large um, prostate as well, is because the when you have a terp, they drill out parts of your prostate to make it more room for the urethra to go through. And what that does is change the path of the urethra and the sperm goes into the from the seminal vesicles into the urethra and then is supposed to get pushed out by the prostate when it squeezes um, outside. But what can happen is there can be a change of direction and it goes back into your bladder and no, it won't change. Once you get retrograde ejaculation, it pretty much is always there. Um, the sensation of the orgasm should be the same. And if it's not, I would recommend seeing a pelvic floor physio and doing a lot of exercise, pelvic floor. But you do need to understand that retrograde ejaculation is often a, is usually a permanent thing. It's, it's, not, it's not undoable. And I think it's just important for me to be honest about that so that you can come to terms with it. There is actually, if, if actually ejaculating is a big deal for you, um, whoever asked that question, there is some like synthetic ejaculate that you can put down the eye of the penis before you have sex and then that squirts out when you have an orgasm so you get the effect but it's not really sperm. Um, there's a gentleman in there, 
Uh, Graham, who would like to know what the three herbs are. The most important one is curcumin. Curcumin is really good and natural anti-inflammatory. So the um, and you want um, you don't want inflammation in your penis when you're trying to get things to heal. You want to stop from getting Peyronie's disease. Oh, which is back to sorry the gentleman before who said that he had the slightly arched penis. That's the beginning of Peyronie's disease. So that's because you're not getting nocturnal erections and you're not getting enough exercise. So your penis isn't stretching at night time. Get small scarring areas and then they bend. Um, so yeah, the three herbs. The first one is curcumin, and the other one is larginine, and the other one is a very long, complicated name that I can't say. But if you send me an email to melissa at rshealth.com.au, I will happily um, give you those names of those herbs. I have someone else has put in the chat right now. I fear the radiotherapy, particularly. If I need external beam, will this cause irreversible damage more than I fear metastatic disease? What is the likelihood of a man my age will lose the function if I have external beam radiotherapy? It's actually really high. Um, so the problem with radiotherapy is it's fantastic at frying cancer, but it also usually ends up causing damage to the tissues around it. So that the way I think of these things is if you have surgery, there's a chance that your, your erectile function will usually go terrible and then there's a very good chance of it getting better over time. With radiation, you don't normally notice a change at the beginning and then it's like a slow burn. So as time goes on, it goes down. Um, Radio-oncologists will often say, oh, that's just normal because of age, but it's definitely sped up anyway with radiotherapy. And if radiotherapy is your only option because you need to get rid of the cancer and you don't want metastatic disease, then have it. We just need to find workarounds and you can reduce the long-term effects of it if you do penile rehab beforehand. So you wait and why you're having the treatment. If you're taking the PDE5 medication daily, you're using a penis pump, you're doing penile massage and you're doing all the things to keep your penis healthy, you can reduce it. But there is no guarantee and they desperately try to miss the nerves. But the nature of radiation is it is a slow burn and things usually get better as they go down. Um, another guy said he's on five milligrams of Tadatafil a day, which is perfect. Uh, another person has asked, do the nerves that surround the prostate and are they removed with the prostate um, as they couldn't be spared actually heal and return? If so, how long does it take? If not, then so be it. So if all the nerves have been removed, no, nope, they don't grow back. What happens is if the nerves are injured or if they're partially removed, they heal. But if you've lost all your nerves, you're never going to get a spontaneous erection again. And also medication like Viagra will not work for you. The options you have to get your erections back are injectable therapies and having an implant. and the sooner post-surgery that you have an implant, really, if you've had non-nerve sparing surgery, the better because your penis is in optimum health. And that's another reason why it's really important to do penile rehab, even for men who have had non-nerve sparing surgery, because you want whatever, they can only put an implant in a penis that is healthy and not full of scar tissue. And it, it needs to be at its maximum length because they can only make it as big as your penis shaft is. 
So it's really important, super important for men who have non-nerve sparing surgery to follow a rehab program to keep the penis tissue healthy so that they have their options open. Graham has asked, do the nerves that surround, oh, no, that was twice that one, so I got that. Um, oh, and the third time, so that's okay. I think we've asked all of that. Oh, wait a minute. If they are spared, how long do they take? Um, up to two years to heal. Another person's asked about the herbs, and honestly, I'm so sorry. I've talked about them a bit, but I cannot ever say, pronounce the name of the third one. Um, so if, yeah, if you guys would. Actually, what I'll do, Corazon's going to send a link to this video to everybody afterwards, and I will provide her with the names of the herbs, and she can put them in the, um, in the chat. Uh, what about if you already have Peronis? Does the program work? Yes, if you have Peronis, it'll help. The program helps break down the Peroni scar and um, the PDE5 medication that you take daily definitely helps with Peronis. And the only thing that I would do differently um, is I see a lot of men with Peronis. A lot of the urologists refer their patients to me to put them on a program, this sort of program, for three months and then they only operate if, they, if that doesn't work and it does often work. Um, and there's these three herbs that I'm talking about. They're part of the Peroni's program, uh, program which is an add-on to the penile rehab program. So, yep, we'll definitely put those three herbs. There's a lot of interest in those um, in the email that goes out to everybody. Uh, someone asked, why is the cost in U US dollars instead of Australian? Because, yes, I'm Australian, and um, but it's because I have a lot of patients who are Australian who see me face-to-face -face and the program gets sold in America and US and England and New Zealand and US dollars. If we go from there, it's an easy um, conversion. So that's the reason. And it's also more stable. Um, can I claim any of the course costs with a health fund? No, you can't. Unfortunately, um, health funds don't seem to think that um, sex is very important. They don't cover vaginal rejuvenation for women they don't cover penile rehabilitation for men so that is unfortunate if you're in Australia and you see me as a patient then Medicare does um, cover some of the cost of the consult but no not the cost of the program um, what do you do when your partner says she's interested in sex but when it comes to the crunch she says I'm watching a movie and we don't end up having sex um, I've used the pump for many months, up to 10 minutes a day, but it has still shrunk. Uh, so the answer to that is, have you also used a PDE5 medication? And when you've used it for 10 minutes a day, have you used it in a regime that's up and down or have you just pumped it up and held it for 10 minutes? Because if you have that, won't do anything. So it really depends on the regime makes a difference. It's kind of like saying, I've been to the gym every day for a year but nothing's changed and when you went to the gym you just walked on the treadmill at two kilometers an hour instead of lifting weights it's it's about how you do it not just having a penis pump isn't you've got to do it the right way um the woman question about what you do when she says that she's watching a movie and they don't end up having sex i think people should plan for sex so you book holidays and you look forward to them so if you want to have sex regularly, you need to book that time with your family, like with your partner. You need to say, hey, 
on Saturday afternoon, and let's face it, most people as they get a bit older, night's not good because we're exhausted by the time we get to bed. Um, some people still like mornings. A lot of people don't. So book Saturday afternoon. Let's go and have a lay down together and I'll give you a massage and then we'll be intimate. You need to book that time, not make it something that is added on. When you're young, you can add it on at the end of the day. When you get older, it's all about booking things, savouring them and looking forward to them. And just because it's intimacy doesn't mean you shouldn't you shouldn't book it. And then, then she won't have any excuse that she's in the middle of a movie. Uh, another question. Now, when I have self-relief, so when you masturbate, um, it stays hard for 30 seconds and then goes soft. Um, and the side effect is that you leak fluid for 10 to 12 hours, which is not very good for self-esteem. And now I have to be in the shower or on the toilet thinking about sex as you dribble a lot. I do, however, manage to get erections at night, but she's not interested. I just don't know what to do. So the leaking thing after you've had an orgasm is actually really common. It's called climacteria. Um, and the recommendation I'd have for that is you need to do lots more pelvic floor exercises. And if you've already done that, then the other option is a penile clamp or a cock ring. So you can use a cock ring or a penile clamp either. You can use the cock ring during your masturbation um, and you can use a penile clamp afterwards. So that'll just stop the dribbling so you don't feel so yucky about it. Um, but the pelvic floor exercises are what will fix it. Another comment, having had a non-nerve-sparing radical prostatectomy 24 years ago, is there any chance of getting your erection back? So yes, but you would have to use injections. That would be your only option. There's a very good chance, but you would have to use injectable therapies. Be used after a urolift procedure. Will the suction not reverse this closing of the urethra? Yeah, you can, but you don't want to use them. Like you don't want to pump it up too hard. You have to be gentle with it. So if you were thinking of using that a pump and you've had a urolift procedure, you really need to make a consult because we'd need to discuss that a bit more detail about how you would use the pump. Time of the day, do you take Viagra? So if you're taking Viagra you usually, and you're taking it because you want to have sex, you take it one hour before and it's really important you have an empty stomach uh, because Viagra is affected by food. Cialis isn't. Um, and the other thing, but if you're just taking it for rehabilitation, then you don't take a whole tablet, you only take a quarter and you, it doesn't matter what time of the day you take it. If using the injection all the time, is there a chance of delays in normal erections? No. So using injections doesn't affect your um, long-term erections coming back. All it does, it's like a Band-Aid. If you have a sore, you put the Band-Aid on so that it doesn't get dirty and keeps it nice and clean, and then as time goes on, the, the wound will heal and then you can take it off. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's really, you know, the injections is just uh, let's be able to use your penis, but... Don't think that that you you need that that it's going to affect it negatively or positively. It's not going to make your erections come back spontaneously, and it's not going to take them away. Do you start with a Viagra pill to see if you have a good chance of erectile dis recovery? No, because when you use a Viagra, um, immediate when you've got depending on the type of erectile dysfunction, but if it's caused from surgery and or nerve damage, Viagra won't work. So it, at the beginning, it will not work. Down the track, it will 
because um, you do need some nerve function for Viagra to work. So taking a Viagra and going, oh, nothing's come happened, means nothing. Doesn't mean anything at all. And um, if you do the program, you will learn all about that. And Viagra is an amazing invention, um, but it has its place and, and it certainly won't give you any indication of all whether you're going to get erectile function back or not. Uh, I've nearly got through the questions. Why is the time of day you take Viagra important? It's not important. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't matter what time of the day you take it. Um, can stimulating your penis or anal area help rehab? Yes. Any stimulation of your penis will improve blood flow and the more blood flow, the better. Can you cover a bit about the pre-radical prostatectomy exercises for penile health and its ramifications post-surgery? What are the must-do things? So the must-do things are you need to lose your belly fat before you have um, prostate surgery. You really need a belly circumference at your belly button less than 96 centimetres or preferably 94 centimetres to get optimal recovery. And the surgeon will be able to do a much better job of saving the nerves if you don't have belly fat. Um, you definitely need to do pelvic floor exercises. And if your erections aren't good before the surgery, then I like to put patients on low-dose Cialis leading up to the surgery to give their penis an extra boost. So it's like taking the penis to boot camp before the surgery. Uh, and all of that is covered in the um, prehabilitation section of the program. Uh, I just noticed there's something else in the chat about what is the difference between Spedra, Viagra and Cialis. They're all the same family of drugs, but they're slightly different compounds. Um, so different people react differently to different drugs. So if you've tried Viagra and it doesn't work, don't think there's no point trying the others because I've had patients that Spedra is the only one that works and others that Viagra is the only one that works and others that Cialis is the only one and other people, they all work. So, yeah, it's, um, there, is a, there is a slight difference and it's worth trying. Uh, there's somebody here has said, thank you. I wish I had this program 24 years ago. Thank you so much for coming and I really appreciate you listening, John. Um, if using the injection as good as penis exercise as using the pump. Yes, it is. Um, so you can use the injection instead of the pump, but you do need to do it then at least three days a week. And my big thing about that is you don't want sex to become a chore. So I think using the penis pump is um, separating that from your sexual activity is good because the penis pump is a chore. It's a job to do. And using the injection can then be something you do for fun. But if you really hate the idea of a pump, you can use the injections. Or if you're lucky enough to get sex three times a week, then that's enough. So I just wanted to say, oh, how does the implant work? Um, so the, oh, that is another whole long webinar. And so I'm going to ask Forizen to write down that as a subject and I will um, plan a webinar on discussing how implants work because they are amazing and they're definitely worth having. Um, and But in the meantime, if you want to go to the Penis Project um, podcast, there's two on there where I've interviewed different surgeons who put in implants and there's a guy we've interviewed on there called 
David, the two-time penis implant user, um, he's had two implants because he wore his first one out, which he's very proud, proud to say after 10 years. So listen to him and um, both and the surgeons and they'll explain all that to you. So I'm going to go. I hope you all learned something and my regular patients who have come along, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to hear me ramble on when you hear that all the time. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for coming. And I hope you all learnt something and you have something to take away. Thanks. Bye. I'm going to tell you about a boy who lives inside me. He's been there all of my life. Hi, this is Dr. Joe. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're getting so many emails, so many questions and so much feedback. And Melissa and I are absolutely thrilled about this. What we'd really love you to do, though, is to share our podcast with anyone you think might benefit, including any man in your life. Simply download using your favourite podcast app or subscribe to the penisproject.org. You'll get a weekly email and new releases. And this helps our podcast to get more people. And if you write a review and subscribe as well, well, we'll get known more widely across the globe. Meanwhile, let's keep the conversation going. Women, just a mystery to me. I've got a boy of my own now. It fills me with pride to see him growing so fast into a man.